Good afternoon or namaste as we greet back home. Uh, I think we'll get started. It's four o'clock. I was wrestling with this technology, so I don't know where it would lead, but the topic that we have uh, for this session is how passing on of the healthcare skills has impacted the Indian church. When I say Indian church, not talking about the church in India at large, my own ministry. Um, my name is Caleb Rayapati. I live in Hyderabad, which is the fifth biggest city in uh, India. And I'm focusing on a province called Telangana. It's a brand new state in India. That's where uh, I am working. The name of the ministry is Harvest Ministries. So I'm going to talk only from my perspective and what this has meant to my own personal ministry, the ministry that I represent. Um, I'm not very good with the slide presentations, so I'm sure you can understand. Um, the definition that I can put for this, uh, if I can state and make a statement, it is passing on the skills is an endeavor to help people, not only to help themselves, but also to help others around them, attempting to provide long-term and sustainable projects to help move from relief to development and uh, giving a self-sustaining model. And all this occurred only because of the skills that has been imparted to us, primarily by Southeast Missions, uh, that has um, invested in the ministries that I represent, namely Harvest Ministries, to empower the pastors with whom I work in the rural Telangana state of India. Uh, teams led by Charlie Vitito, Linda Webster, Greg Blakemore, Chris Liboff, challenged and engaged our pastors to not only excel in their efforts to reach out to the people, but to meet their physical needs in the name of Christ. They have brought new dimension and new dynamics into our ministry. Um, back in 1995, I, God gave me a vision to go into these areas. I was going, preaching the gospel. As people responded, I gathered them, and then I began to um, bring them together, nurturing them in faith, building them, eventually planting churches. We have planted more than 125 churches, uh, which now are still mushrooming. But um, the whole outlook, the impact of the ministry was proclamation, heralding the gospel, allowing people to respond Planting. But then when we learned how to actually minister to them, care for their felt needs, um, then God brought new dimension to our ministry. At that point, at that point, uh, God gave us these tools which I'm going to talk about. So I've got two passages that I want to uh, share with you that has really motivated us. One is found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 5. Jesus said, go and tell John what you hear and see. Notice the wording, hear and see, not see and hear. 
that the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news to preach to them. But then, and this is another passage that really motivated uh, us, and also people who brought these skills to us, is uh, Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 2 and 2, very familiar, that what you have heard from me, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. The whole idea behind um, these skills being entrusted to us, being brought to us, is that we not only learn and use, but then teach it to others. Uh, if you walk with me, I will share how that has happened as I tell the story. Um, I just want to share this as I share, um, put, uh, uh, put it this way, the tale of two pastors. Uh, I picked, I worked with 25 pastors. I'm picking two of these pastors. That's why I titled this tale of two pastors. One is Pastor Ratnakar. That's the guy. Um, he's um, from a very... Um, is a staunch Hindu faith. As a matter of fact, his father was um, one, is a priest. Then um, God saved him, transformed him, led him to witness uh, to Jesus Christ. And this boy was working with me. And then uh, the God was flourishing his ministry. But then to actually compress the story, the entire village, one night, came to finish him off, kill him. They ransacked his church, and then uh, his household, he got, he barely managed to escape. From such situation, now, acquiring the skills, as he began to use, to the people, among the people who hated him, things have totally changed. The people who came to finish him off, attack him, they have become his friends and his fans. They have even began to contribute to him. So one of the great skills that he had, I mean, of course, we did um, provided uh, wells and uh, we did medical camps, but then the primary impact that has made is the dental, dental, dental camp that we have set up the dental skills that he has acquired. This is Pastor Ratnakar. And, um, and then the other pastor is Sunil. This guy is another interest character. This guy, um, we have a group, um, bunch of gorillas out there. I don't have time to explain, but then I would um, sum it up and say they are driven by the Maoistic principles to bring people's rule through the barrel of gun. He works out in the jungle, infested with these people. God has given him skills to write songs, a very, um, the medium of songs that these uh, people use. God has also gifted him uh, to demonstrate magic. He does vanishing tricks. And then, as it demonstrates to the people that he also conveys to them the message that the so-called God-men are doing nothing but vanishing tricks. 
And then he draws them to Jesus Christ, who is the real God. And as you know, Hindu, uh, India is a predominantly Hindu nation. And uh, we have not only have billion plus God uh, people, but then we have three million plus gods and goddesses. So this man is gifted. This man is gifted in... Uh, but then there was an attack from this very terrorist, uh, guerrillas, to to stop his activity. But God, through these skills, as he began to go and um, minister to people, he, that also got changed. So, I'll tell you how. This is um, Karimnagar district, is where Pastor Ratnakar is ministering. That's... Um, So that's him. The dental chair. And that's actually before we moved him to his church. He started um, using the dental work in his own home. Now, I'll come to that, how we actually do that. In this picture, you actually see one sannyasi. Probably you will understand. Um, he has come not only to get his tooth extracted, pain relieved, but also openly sitting down and hearing um, about why he's doing what he's doing. That's uh, a general camp that we do. Um, we, every month, our pastors, a team of uh, 25 of us, we plan a monthly dental outreach clinic in the interior places. We carry the mobile dental chairs. We take permission from the local government. We also use local um, uh, facilities. And we set up such camps as this. That's where we announce people to come and then um, address their tooth issues. And that is done free of cost. We don't charge them. But then, we also, at this place, announce to these people that if they have any fillings to be done, any um, other different issues related to the tooth, we give them a small, um, it's not a business card, but then a stamped address with the telephone number of Pastor Ratnakar to come and see him during the weekdays in his church. So that way, we do two-dimensional um, uh, outreach, reaching out to people. We reach the community at large through the dental outreaches such as these, and then through those, we also draw them to the church. And, and the people that are ministered here, whose teeth are extracted, we give them medication. We also tell them how to um, how how to um, uh, take it. How and then um, and then that is also giving us an opportunity to make a visit. The pastor goes to the people because he has a list of people whose tooth has been extracted. He goes visits them and then gets to talk to them and build, build relationships. So that's how.
uh, Pastor Ratnakar has made inroads into his community. Once he was hated, once he was um, meant to be bumped off, but now he is a favorite in his community. And all these skills have been acquired by the, uh, the Southeast uh, uh, missions that has provided. They partnered with ITEC and also EMPAR. They brought these skills to us, and that's how um, we are able to use it. And this is one instance of um, Ratnakar. That's, again, a um, couple of other pastors are working on the and then Pastor Sunil is another uh, district of uh, our state previously now this this state is um, Divided now, it's um, much shorter. Now it is Telangana. Is this has been divided into Andhra Pradesh and Telangana. So he is, he is ministering out there. It's um, densely forested and um, filled with different tribes. That's where he is ministering. And then I will, I'll show some pictures as to how he is ministering. That's at his church. His church on every Wednesday becomes a clinic. When he actually acquired these skills, um, the local doctor, the local doctor said, I have an empty space. Why don't you put your chair here and then practice your own medicine or dentistry? which he was doing. When I saw that, I was very angry, annoyed. <laughs> this is not your calling. You are meant to be a pastor, evangelist, and a preacher of the word of God, but then this is not what you should be doing. At that point, he said, I don't have a church. He didn't have a church. He was worshipping in a small house. So I prayed about that situation and uh, eventually, eventually um, God made it possible for him to have a small built, uh, sanctuary built. And then, lo and behold, that clinic that was out in the market has been moved to the church. And every Wednesday, he gets to see about um, 15 to 20 patients who come from very far-flung areas. Um, they walk uh, sometimes for about five to six hours to come to his place because the word has spread in those areas that pastor can also fix their teeth. There are, in these areas, at least there are people who can be... Um, reached if they have some fevers or coughs or um, some sicknesses. But then if they are looking at um, dental care, they cannot, they, that is non-existing. They do not have anyone there. In such situations, Sunil has made an impact. He is attracting people and the church has become 
a clinic on every Wednesday. And then the backdrop I would like to share with you that um, it's known fact that India sends most medical professionals to the West. I come here, most of my family lives here, all of them are physicians, <laughs> and their children are also physicians. <laughs> and then when I meet some people like you, they always tell me, oh, my, my cardiologist is an Indian, and uh, my dentist is an Indian, and my physician is an Indian, so that's the story. Where are they coming from? They are coming all from India, and they are moving here. But then when you actually see the scenario about India, 60% of the population or even more lives in the rural India, but then they don't have proper Medicare system. And dentistry, as I mentioned to you a little while ago, is non-existing. They even have some presence of Medicare, but dentistry is, dental care is not at all Found there. In such situations, God has enabled us not only acquire these tools, use it to impact the kingdom. And um, we started in 1995. The ministry began in 1995. I have uh, 25 pastors. They are spread out in the rural um, areas of Telangana. And um, the skills and tools which, which we have acquired from Southeast Christian Church and ITEC and Empire has uh, helped us. First, we have trained uh, 10 pastors, and later, another 10 were trained. Um, you may be asking, how long were they trained? When actually this came to me, when it was offered to me, I was very pessimistic. I wondered how this will work. I checked with some of my doctor friends who, uh, who were helping me in some of my medical outreaches. There's a team that is coming. They want to provide dental skills to our pastors. They said, please don't even think about it. And I took advice from several people. They all discouraged me. So with that pessimistic, very negative, um, I opened up. They came. When they said it's going to be a one-week training, <laughs> I, I did not believe. But believe me, out of that one week, three, three days of um, theory and then three days of practice. And it was all done. So three days of theory is over. And then I set up... Um, um, a clinic so that these 10 pastors who were trained, they could practice. So we were watching them. And uh, Dr. Charlie Vitito, who trained them, was going around. One pastor, he asked as he was working on a patient, how many roots are you going to look at? He said, three roots. And then Charlie could not believe it. I mean, he, he, he laughed to himself and he came to me and said, Johan is saying three roots, but only two roots. Let's see what he does. Uh, let him uh, work on his own. About 20 minutes later, Johan 
came with three roots to that. And then Charlie said, I've studied dentistry for five years, and uh, <laughs> I was only thought that this molar has two roots, but then God has given him wisdom and discernment to figure out their two roots. So these skills have been acquired, but then God's anointing was very much felt. So, so that, that's the story of this. These are gems. These are gems. So the first instance, ten pastors, seeing their, the way they have not only absorbed, began to practice these uh, skills, we have trained uh, ten more. So far, we had 4,200 extractions and not a single bad case. I had a pastor friend whose uh, nephew was going to a dental school. He was a gold medalist. Then he, this pastor had a concern that this boy should get an orientation uh, in missions and he should serve God. So he tagged him along with us to go to some of our dental outreaches. As he was coming at our monthly dental outreaches, this boy said, Uncle, every single day we see few hundreds of um, people at our college we get to work on. But then you guys work in such circumstances in remote locations where you don't even have facilities that we have, how come you don't have any bad cases? No infections and uh, no swellings, nothing. So that's the story. And this is how these guys were taught. Some of the trainings. And... um, So what do you think? Is it possible? I did not think it was possible. One week of training, three days of theory, and three days of practice. It's working. It's working. Yeah, we do give uh, local anesthesia. And then, uh, yeah. And that's the time we actually talk to them. (laughs) That's the time that a few minutes that the anesthesia is given, they open up. Um, they, these, these guys are, I mean, 25 pastors, very differently, distinctly gifted, each one of them. And the way they pick up conversation, I'll share with you a couple of pictures. As bang on the table, we have seen people receive Jesus Christ. So, so but then the challenge is how this work can be recognized. You know, India, yes, sir. We do repairs, but then we do, do not do out in the, the community clinics or outreaches that we, I'm talking about. We do it in the church. We call them church clinics. Yeah, that's how these are practiced, and that's where we actually charge. We also charge in these clinics um, so that um, it has some value, and, and, and our ministry is sustained. And... Um, so the challenge is how to push this. These untrained, uh, in the sense, grassroots pastors um, becoming dentists. 
in case of sunil out in the jungle i sent i did not go there i was finding out with them they said in that that the tribals their tooth were so bad um it was almost gone they were actually pulling out bits and pieces and yet that day they had 60 extractions and i told them didn't you stop they said no we are still continuing i said how could you do that it's already dark they said they have given us lanterns so they went on um and then <laughs> they called me and said the local police want us to go to a different remote village can we go i said how can you do that you don't have um accommodation you don't have medicines the police is going to give us medicines they're going to purchase medicines and they're going to sponsor so the police the local police who want to actually make peace with the tribals and show them uh, show themselves as good people out there so they wanted our people to go and do dentistry so they have sponsored two such camps after that the the circle inspector the local chief he writes a letter commendation letter to me dr sunil dr ratnakar dr <laughs> they were i am all these people so when they they very proudly very happily brought that to me i said guys when did you become doctors <laughs> so that's the recognition that these they have really really excel but then the government does not um accept that government did send um some of the local newspaper carried our stories so it has gone to the district collector's notice so district collector called and then uh, he wanted to check on us so he sent the district medical officer to check on us to find out what's happening and then i'll sh- sh- show you the picture uh that's the lady she came and sat at one of our dental clinics and background to her name is sunita while she was um, doing the dental college um, they gave her tracts and new testaments which she tore but then sitting in that uh, this is actually village panchayat office she was sitting there i went and she was sharing i asked her uh, we knew that she was sent by the government to check on us i said what do you think she said they are wonderful wonderful and then she expressed she said i tore the new testament i tore the tracts that my colleagues gave, uh, my classmates gave me but um, i'm so impressed by what you're doing what your pastors are doing can you give me a, a new testament so <laughs> that's uh, and then uh, she actually gave a very good report and then the district collector says what you are doing you what so but they don't have anything so because of us that local dispensary was given a new dental chair and then uh, they said uh, take their assistance and see that you provide um, dental care too and then what i have done is to give some credential to what we are doing i have used the st john's ambulance training that's basically an um first aid um provided by the red cross so our pastors are given that 
so that we can use that as a cover to do what we are doing. So the challenges are plenty, and um, legalistically that comes like what, uh, what is their credential. So we are using that to press on. And to win the confidence of people, God has blessed the skills. And the local people talk about it by word of mouth, and also the local press, they uh, talk about the clinics that we do. So that's how we got uh, not only recognition, but the confidence of the people. So our main objective is not only to minister to the people, help them, but also develops self-sustainability. We don't want to do all of those um, clinics free of cost, but also uh, do um, these clinics so that we can charge and sustain the uh, work that we are doing. So we have 10 church clinics right now. Yeah. So it's not done all through the week. One day of a week is designated for a clinic. So pastor, with the help of the other church members, they set up those clinics. So you see Sunil out there. Uh, I don't know if you can read it. It's a harvest church at uh, both. Then on the right side, you can actually see that... Uh, Harvest uh, Dental First Aid Clinic. So that's, that's how we are reaching out using these skills um, that God has given to us. Credibility. It's three o'clock. Oh, sorry. That's, that's my Indian time. <laughs> So our skills and ability to move different places, and uh, we were able to develop network with the local churches and uh, going into far-flung areas, not only provide dental care, but demonstrate God's love and God's care. So that's how the churches began to uh, get strengthened and uh, multiply, and gospel is spread. Acceptability. Um, in this case, I just want to take um, two minutes and share. This guy is a Hindu um, priest. He had toothache. He went to uh, the city of Hyderabad. They did not fix, could not fix. Then, um, and then on that day, he was in this small town called Gambira Rao Pet. He saw free dental clinic. Because he's from such a high caste, he somehow figured out this pastor, local pastor, uh, he, didn't, he was not comfortable going there. But at the same time, his tooth pain was such, and the reputation of the pastors was he, that he heard. Um, he waited and waited and waited. We, we started at about 10 o'clock, and uh, this guy did not push himself until 3.30 or 4 o'clock. Uh, he came towards the end very, very meekly and hesitantly. As soon as he came, uh, the way our pastors have received 
But um, and then they waited on. That's Pastor Daniel, who actually gave him a shot, and then he was talking to him. And then the way he, he talked and the way um, he was ministered touched him so much. Now he has not. I, I, I will not say that he has become Jesus follower, but then he talks about us all over the place. His tooth is extracted. <laughs> he travels by bus, by the way. So everybody he connects, he talks about these pastors and uh, the good work that they have done. Here is another guy. And this guy is actually, uh, we have a, a, a Hindu substream who devote themselves to 40 days of um, abstinence. And they go to a pilgrimage called Ayapa uh, Bhakts. So you probably know uh, Ayapas. So this guy actually is the one who initiates people into that Ayapa thing that goes on for 40 days. They abstain from uh, alcohol. They abstain from sex. And they don't wear footwear. They don't eat eat, uh, non-vegetarian. All that stuff goes on for 40. He's the guy who initiates so he came and he got ministered and um, his tooth pain is uh, relieved and God opened his heart. Now he is the elder of the church. So God is breaking all these barriers and allowing us to use these skills to expand the kingdom. So that's how our churches are strengthened and... Um, and uh, and then God is being glorified. So the basically what is happening is, um, previously we were looking to people to come and help and go. Um, be it uh, teams from overseas, or even the teams that I built locally from uh, the city where I live, the local doctors. But then these skills that we have acquired now, we are able to minister. That is making a huge difference. People are able to relate and uh, people are being ministered and uh, God is uh, glorified. I also have the other um, uh, medical skills that has been provided by Greg Blackmore. Pastors have been taught how to identify diseases, abnormalities, especially among the children. And um, when they use those skills, again, um, people are being ministered, touched, and God is being glorified. In one instance, I will tell you, um, <clears throat> there is a lady who was making a lot of, lot of um, noise in her house. She was quarreling with everyone. Um, um, it, it, it seemed like the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law problem. Finally, they went to all kinds of uh, doctors and uh, people, the, even they went for the witch, uh, people who practice witchcraft. Uh, after everything pa- failed, they came to Pastor David Paul. And then uh, David Paul, he went prayerfully, he carried his uh, medical kit that was provided to him. And then um, he had that BP apparatus. He somehow felt he should check her BP. Uh, When he checked her blood pressure, 
it was way too high. Immediately what he did is uh, he told them, you are going doing all this. You're going to this temple. You're going to this uh, so-called uh, guy who can heal you. You better go and see this doctor in the town called Nirmal. Um, so he went. Uh, she, she was taken there. Uh, they found it to be the problem related to the blood pressure. Blood pressure gave medication, and the blood pressure was brought down. She was hale and healthy, no more quarreling, and she was quiet. So that opened a door for our pastor into that Hindu home, and they have. So um, in simple, um, in, um, simple ways, we are able to touch them through these small uh, means, and that's how we are able to, um, uh, to impact people. So that's, I felt, is what the passing on of the skills has um, uh, benefited us and uh, blessed our ministry, and we are able to make impact in our <coughs> community. So, so that's the point I want to make to you. It's not just um, uh, going and ministering, but then teach them to teach. So that will make a huge impact. So it's all about equipping, enabling, empowering the local churches. So if you have any questions, I would be able to. So there's so much. I don't know where to start and where to end, but then I can um, respond to your questions. How is it that you initiate the gospel then? Do you pray? Do you ask if you could pray for them? We actually pray with them towards the end. We start when we give them the anesthesia. We actually wait for an opportunity, a topic to pick up a conversation. But the tour, when we end, we ask them, can we pray with you? So it ends with, sometimes when they say no, we, we don't even do that. Most often, they ask us to pray. In one instance, um, I was talking to the community leaders there, and our pastors came running to me and said, you need to come and see, come and see. I thought there's some, something went wrong. And I went there. There was a young boy. He was crying. He was in tears. So I thought they messed up with him. I said, what, what happened? They said he's received Jesus into his heart. I couldn't relate. So this, when actually, the, uh, and, uh, when, he, uh, when they gave him the gospel, right there, this young man who actually is a teacher by profession, he received Jesus Christ. So they do make it a point. Ask them if they could pray. Um, yes, there, yeah, definitely it is there. Yeah. Are there clinics able to do that then? Uh, you mean the clinics that we... Right, the 10 clinics uh, that you... Yeah, we do that relating to um, the dental care, and we also do some basic um, medicines, like we treat fevers and um, the colds and um, other symptomatic treatments. So we do... So, but then, yeah. Was there a concern, or can you talk a little bit about uh, kind of the more recognition that you get as a group of Christian uh, people practicing these dental skills that you're going to be under more scrutiny because you're evangelizing? Yes. Can you talk about how you're, 
we actually yeah um that 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 is definitely um is the scenario but we are trusting god and uh, god is god has actually opened up these communities they thought we are all about preaching proclaiming and converting people but then we, when they saw us that we are able to address the felt needs in those communities and uh, and uh, help people help themselves so the community leaders are uh, are there for us so they can the local leaders will talk for us but then legally uh, actually if it goes to the higher levels then we will be in trouble that's why we have ensured that they use this uh, certification um and um get covered by that i don't know if i'm yes so <clears throat> your pastors um are still preaching and teaching and yes that's other days i mean they're not doing dentistry every day no no so are they received differently on those days when they're not doing dentistry yes in fact because they are doing dentistry uh what they do on the other days they actually looked at and uh, their ministry is getting enhanced yeah they got recognition yeah. what has been the response of the other dental professionals in the area <laughs> these guys in remote places where there are no other um well actually <laughs> um um well there are no dentists out there but then there are quacks who actually <laughs> practice <laughs> um so they are not happy but then there are um, now the doctors are happy because uh, now we are sending people to them i'm not talking talking about the dentistry but then when we check the blood pressure when we see some abnormalities uh, we are not treating them we are enforcing forcing them to go see a doctor so the doctors are happy you know um in one instance um we had a dengue fever uh pastor literally loaded uh, him had a, a rental car took them to uh, a town district headquarters and um uh, the life was saved uh dentist per se no yeah the mid level uh, medical care that is available and on paper it's there in practice uh, very little when they come to the church um by taking the appointment on a specified day that's where that's when we charge them so, so the initial initial clinic the outreaches that we do we don't charge they are sponsored we somehow uh, manage funds and medication and we do that um 
the whole idea of ministering and um, helping them. But then when we actually direct them to the church, um, so mostly the fillings and a uh, few other things, we explain to them, and then we do charge them for that service and also for medications. Yes. I'm done. <laughs> You're currently just in Telangana? Um, only in Telangana. That's the vision God has given me. I believe God will raise billigrams to evangelize India. But God has called me to be a grain of wheat to that. Um, much before Telangana became a state, God has given me a vision for Telangana. Now it's a separate state by itself. Um, yeah. But then our, our, these guys, their skills are so strong. So <laughs> uh, we did have a privilege of going and helping other ministries and uh, train other pastors as well. Um, when we actually have um, these dentists from America, when we work, when they find a bad case, they step back and allow Sunil and Ratnaka to work. How about that? So you can ask Charlie or um, who, who else. Yeah, you go, you go to ITEC and they can affirm what we are doing and what I'm talking about. Greg Blakemore, uh, Southeast Missions has, uh, uh, he came through Southeast Missions. What message would you give to other, to either Indian or Western missionaries serving similar Um, I will, I, through my experience, I would say, trust God, be adventurous, make use of the opportunities, and equip yourself, and then reach out. And um, don't look to West. Prepare your people to meet, um, minister to your people. Well, there are no any no more questions then. Yes. Do they train them to recognize diabetes when they do the exam? Um, yes, we <laughs> yeah we we have actually trained them, but with those um, missions with those um, strips, the strips are gone, so the missions um, do not work. So that has not been um, 
uh, proven to be successful. So we need to come up with something else to check the diabetes. I wonder if Dr. Shaw could, could speak to this. I mean, are there other aspects of health education that you find yeah. are useful in um, situations like this? Giving, uh, giving local is uh, for pastors to give local is not uh, permissible legally. So there is that problem. You mean uh, local anesthesia? Yeah. yeah, this, the cotton swab, dip it, and then... Legally, it is not allowed for non-doctors. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that is a little bit of a problem. And you need to have a cover. Yeah. Some dentist needs to cover that. Um, That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. We actually have a medical doctor on our team. He is always there. Okay. And, but then the certification that I have received from the St. John's. So that is helping us to overcome that. I'm not sure whether that St. John's certification is for lay people. I'm not sure whether that will permit giving local, because lo giving local itself has got yeah, yeah. Got complications. Yeah, yeah. And like she said, um, you have to you know, check for some things like uh, diabetes. We don't touch. We don't touch. No, uh, or oh, the check, yeah, yeah. Or oh, you mean prior to this um, uh, extractions? Yes, also, yes, yes. Um, also, uh, we ask them actually. Extractions, but whether all of them were necessary or not, whether they could have been saved or not, because mm -hmm. I think uh, a skilled dentist would have been able to save some. Yeah. Teeth. You know, we are, we are, we are talking um, about this scenario where, um, yeah, uh, yeah, so it's not that pulling for, <laughs> pulling a trigger uh, happy, no, uh, because they cannot be repaired, only in such situations, they, uh, actually we, I, I have not spoken a um, uh, lot of other things that we do, actually we go to schools, and teach children how to take care of their tooth. And uh, <laughs> uh, this Sunil guy I talked to you about, he actually takes the, <laughs> he chews that uh, tube light. Mm -hmm. And then he munches it, and then um, he pretends to swallow it. And then uh, he also takes the sand and uh, brushes his teeth. So, tries to attract them through all these things and he talks what, uh, how to take care of a clean uh, tooth and all that. So, uh, so we do that, but then uh, once we know that they're having diabetes, we check with them. If we know that, we do not touch. So, we know. Anyway, there's a six-month course for community dentistry mm -hmm. that uh, was started by EHA. Okay. So it, it just makes things a little bit more safe. Okay. And so if you want to scale up the program, it may be a good idea for them to go through uh, a longer course. Six months course? Like yeah. Short course. Okay. Um, sure. So at what level is that certification? Sure, is, um, lay people. Lay people, okay. So they can give the shots? Uh, and no, actually, they are not, they're not allowed to extract. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, they are not even allowed to extract? 
they are allowed to, they are taught how to provide dental education. Education, yeah. And then uh, prevent a lot of dental diseases. Okay. And also, um, you know, uh, refer them to the <coughs> Yeah, but then there is no one to refer to, that's it. So instead, yes, ma'am. Not l absolutely nothing. And in the tribal areas, where the government is probably happy that you're doing that. The police came along. And are not going to look hard on you. For yeah. We're not a litigious society mm. anyway. Nobody's mm. going to sue you. But, you know, some person might get nasty and come up. Yeah. But I think what you're doing is phenomenal in the tribal regions. Yeah, that's why I talked to you about the credibility and um, what you're, uh, I'm aware of that. There are a bunch of Hindus who can sit on my throat and um, accuse me and then finish me off. So I'm aware of that. And I know the legal things. So we are treading very cautiously, very carefully. And, um, and, um, he is taking care of us because we are not doing it because doing sake and as a project, but we are doing because um, like Christ, Christ who had compassion on them, we do have compassion on them and we want to minister to them. There are a lot of dentists, Christian dentists. One of them can actually accompany your team. So you can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that we, is done, then that will make things a little better. I have a doctor who goes with me, so we use that as cover. So God, we are using wisdom <laughs> that God has given us with the uh, objective of reaching out to the people. I think the principle on which you're doing it is very good because we, we're all from CMC and uh, we, have, we have projects in, in the tribal areas where we're building toilets, Words and deeds. And so, um, extracting is not going to reduce the incidence of the disease. So, unless you teach how to prevent, mm -hmm. uh, you will have to continue extracting. In, in yeah, yeah. You, you want to produce good uh, impact on the dental you know, health. So, preventing that also will be an important Yes, yes, yeah. Besides doing the yeah. That's what this pastor does on Sundays, and uh, he talks to the congregation uh, wherever he has opportunity to talk to the communities. When actually they make a visit after the extractions, so these are the things that they not only talk. Um, yes. No, <laughs> not in a bad sense, no. No, I understand a good side of that, but what I'm saying is, how do you do that in a practical sense? I mean, do you just acquire skills, uh, acquire skills and uh, localize, and then uh, use it. Um, so, yeah. to be fair to say that whenever you make a decision that includes uh, 
Yeah, the, 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 the visibility is different and the impact is different. So if I went and did it, as opposed to an, a Westerner, um, so it's totally different. So I'm not saying no, but then acquire the skills and then you take it forward and expand that. Yes, what I find really interesting about, about this is that it's the pastors that are doing it. Yeah. It's not a, another set of health workers that are coming, it, but it's actually the pastors who are gaining great credibility with yeah. these local areas. Exactly. And in the case where you talked about these people who want to, they want to come and bump them off. Yeah. This is the situation. Opposition has become an opportunity yeah. for us as we use these skills to to reach out these communities. Do you find the communities themselves now insulate the pastors? Exactly, exactly. They need them and want them. Exactly. Thank you. We've seen a similar situation happen in the place we work in Africa where the people were really being very hard on this very small group of believers among these Muslims. And then when that pastor, I, I talked to him and said, if you can't make a bridge with these people, how can I? Yeah. Because you're from their group and yeah. everything else. So he started to think, I, I teach agricultural things. So he started to do that. And all of a sudden, he had everybody for him. Yeah. And the church grew yeah. like crazy. So it's, it's, it, it, sometimes the, the skills are there for people to teach. And I think it's, a, I, I like the model of the pastors actually being able to do these things. Yeah. They have to do it somewhat not every day, so that uh, yeah. they can do their There was a tendency uh, for them to do it, and there was a request from the local doctors to come sit alongside with them and do dentistry. I said, that's not your calling, that's not your business. Mm -hmm. You need to be preaching and teaching, mm -hmm. proclaiming the God's word. This is just an offshoot to enhance your ministry, but then this is not you're going to be, it's not going to be your ministry. So. It's very practical in those areas. We've, we've, we've seen this too. It's yeah. huge, huge areas without one dentist anywhere. Yeah. I think our time is up. We need to close. Thank you all very much. Uh, thank you.